0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Remote Gaming Podcast episode 21. Why, what is this podcast? You may be wondering why it is a podcast that comes to you weekly from two gamers that live on opposite sides of the country to bring you the hottest gaming news and industry insights as well as an in-depth topic to culminate that great pastime we all love, video games. I'm one of those gamers and one of your hosts, Joseph King. Joining me as always is Santa's best little helper, Kevin Corkum.
1: <laughs> hey, what's up, Joseph? Long time no talk.
0: I know, I know, I know. I got the whole little. Uh, we come to you weekly. We really don't. I said that from memory this time, the first time ever. Oh, I usually write that down. Wow. So I've, I
1: know, yeah. Usually, you're I've, like, oh, right, I got everything ready. You know, the pre-show, the, oh the stuff that the audience doesn't
0: get to see. Yeah, and and today, for the first time ever, I did that from memory. I probably didn't even get it all right. But uh, how you been, Kevin? I've been,
1: uh, I've been okay. I've been hanging in there. I. I got a new job. Um, I was working retail for a while. Uh, Quit that shit. Um, (laughs) I'm working. I'm working in a bar now. um, So it's obviously good and bad. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Uh, service industry is just kind of that's that. I I I really liked where I worked uh, retail wise. Like the people were were nice, you know. But they there is something different about service industry people. They're just um, they just. Are more friendly and they hustle and um, they they get uh, it right. More outgoing, yeah. They're they're very down to earth. Uh, So I I I love being where I'm at right now. I'm having a I'm having a good time. I've got my second shift today, so uh, yeah, it's going it's going well. I'd say.
0: What is the bar scene like in Florida right now how many how what's the capacity what's the rules give me there the are no to that. rules
1: there are absolutely <laughs> no rules um, We are lawless down here uh, so basically we are enforcing masks when you come up I work at a brewery so um,
0: we're enforcing masks when people come up to order beer and that's about it No shit, that's kind of that's even more lenient than the yeehaw state of Texas. We, uh, I think bars are at a percent maybe, or they might just be open right now. But you have to wear a mask anytime you get up from your chair. Which, if you, (laughs) I I ran a nine one one call at a local biker bar the other day, and uh, obviously nobody was wearing a mask. They were all sitting down, but they were all very tightly knitted, bunched together. And I was like, oh, this is not intelligent. But enjoy your Colorado Kool Aid, folks. Yep. So, I mean, it, it is
1: what it is at this point. People are just sick and tired of the virus. And like, uh, I, I just, I mean, it is what it is down here in Florida. A lot of stuff, like it's an indoor outdoor place. So, there's obviously outside. It's uh, Most people are outside, sitting outside, uh, drinking outside. So, that's good. Um, we're limiting the amount of people we have kind of like in the main bar area. That's but good. it's It's it's, um, you know, it is what it is. Exposure is exposure. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but with all of that being said, I, I, I am enjoying what I'm doing. Uh, how are you doing with school and, um, and all the nursing stuff you're done and the, the, well, well, the nursing stuff with school and all of the paramedic stuff. I know you've been working a lot of <laughs> long hours.
0: I am. I'm actually very tired. I literally woke up 20 minutes before we decided to re- re- write this podcast to work a 24 hour shift last night and it was extremely Jeez. busy. And so I'm kind of just seeing the computer screen through one bloodshot eye at the moment. <laughs> um, But I've been good. Uh, School doesn't start for me really until January, I think like 16th or something like that. Um, So, and I'm doing a bunch of prereqs because I'm old and I haven't been to college in forever. And so some of my classes I've got to retake, which I'm not too fond about being a a 20 uh, or excuse me, a 33 year old man in a uh, a freshman comp class full of 18 year olds. But you know, it is what it is. You got to do
1: what you got to do to get it done.
0: I, I guarantee I'm not going to be the only 33-year-old in there, or person over the age of 30, probably. So I, it's that's that's college, right? You know, people are always going back to change something in their life that they fucked up once. and Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, let's be real. That's what I'm doing. I'm changing a course that I'm not happy with, and that's the reason I'm making a career change. So uh, that happens. All not the time. Not quite midlife crisis yet, but uh, we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have that in a few years. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, Kevin. What have you been playing?
1: Well, I finished Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, I got to say, How was I, that? How I was loved that? it. I absolutely loved it. I think the story was great. Um, you know, it had a nice, nice ending. Um, it was really, really good. Um, graphically, storytelling wise, world wise, it's, it's really nice. I've been kind of like going through and when I want to go swing through the city and um. Just
0: doing all the little side quests and collectibles and all
1: that kind of stuff.
0: I've heard through the grapevine, um, through the wide world of Twitter, uh, multiple video game outlets. The consensus seems to be, uh, graphically speaking, because I know you're playing this on a PS5, Mm -hmm. um, gameplay wise and story, people are saying, even though it's shorter, it's a better game than Spider-Man, the first one. The combat is definitely
1: better. The combat is definitely 100% better. Uh, graphics definitely 100% are better. Um, the story is different. It's more of like what you would assume like a Marvel movie to be. It's a little bit more focused where the Spider-Man you know, PS4 that came out in 2018 uh, is kind of like an anthology, right? It's like you know, so yeah. many characters in it, so many things going on, and I really liked that story, but there just seems to be a little bit there's a better sense of style, I think, in in this with Miles Morales. Uh, they're, they nailed It's got the, a charm to it, right? Absolutely. And it feels more like New York. And and part of the reason it feels more like New York is because they're bringing in a lot of different culture. Um, and I think that that is New York. Yeah, right? Miles' like, is, it is this uh, Puerto Rican heritage is very prominent. front and center, correct? Yeah, absolutely. They speak in Spanish. They do all this, you know. Uh, they eat uh, very um, culturally, you know, accurate foods for for Christmas time, where the game takes place. Which seeing the city at Christmas is always really great. Um, it's it's really 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 good. If you have a PS4 or you have a PS5, um, and you haven't played it, you should. It's worth your time. It's 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 phenomenal. It's a really really great game. Um, but uh, besides Spider Man, I can't. I've been
0: No, go for it. Sorry, I was just going to say I I just can't wait to play this game. I don't have a PS5 yet, and it's uh, I'm not going to get it on PS4 because I want the full experience that it was meant for. But I think, uh, you know, people consider Die Hard a Christmas movie. This is the I think going to be the uh, pound for pound champion of Christmas video games. This is a Christmas (laughs) game.
1: It is. It is a Christmas game. It's centered around Christmas, and it's very uh, focused on family. Um, and that's not a spoiler, but it's it's very family centric, which is 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 really really nice to see um, in in a Spider Man game. Obviously, a different family dynamic from Aunt May and Mary Jane and you know Uncle Ben and all that kind of stuff. And seeing Miles' family and and his friends and his you know they're all the characters are really really great and well well thought out. So it's um Good. it's a must buy for sure. Um, I've also been playing a lot of uh, Black Ops Cold War. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Cold War on my PlayStation 4, Um, just kind of grinding, getting ready for the new Warzone integration that comes next week, which I'm actually very, very, very excited for. Um, It's going to really switch up Warzone, and I've been been playing a lot of Warzone, and it's been feeling a little bit stale just because the meta and all the guns that you use are really the same guns you've been using for the last two months, and I can't wait. They're adding 30 new guns
0: to fucking Warzone. It's going to be great. Real quick, Kevin, I want you to, um, because I I contemplated putting this in the news document and I didn't, tell everybody what's this update for Warzone? How are they integrating uh, Black Ops? Okay,
1: so there's still a lot of stuff that's not necessarily known, right? Activision is being, they're holding a lot of cards close to their chest. But what we do know that has been pretty much confirmed is that there's going to be a new map and they're going to be 30 guns added to Warzone. So essentially what they're doing is they're taking all of the guns from Cold War and throwing them in the game. So it's going to completely change up the meta and change up all of that stuff. Now, as far as how the game plays, that I don't know how I don't know how all of that is going to change. Like I'm not quite sure if like put it this way, the new sniper glint system in Cold War, I don't know if that's going to Warzone but because it works fundamentally different from uh, Modern Warfare. Like, I don't know if all of those little details are going to be pushed over into Warzone. I highly really interested. I highly doubt doubt it. it. I doubt it, too. Uh, It would be nice to see a little bit of changes here and there. um, But I just I don't I don't see it happening. There are things that Cold War does better than Warzone. Um, and some of that stuff is going to be your kill streaks and some of your equipment, uh, that I'm really excited to see being put in. Like, I think the, what is it? The field mic is going to be cool to have in Warzone, So you can kind of place it down as like a mini UAV, you know, different things like that. Maybe, you know, maybe I don't always have to run the, um, what the hell is it called? The, the, the heartbeat sensor, right? Maybe I don't always have to write a, run a heartbeat sensor. I can do the field, field mic instead or whatever it might be. Um, so I'm interested to see how it shifts the game. It will dramatically shift the game, and and I think it's it's supposed to, because they haven't changed jack shit in Warzone in a very long time.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting, right? I mean, Modern Warfare. I think a lot of people stand are still tending to play. I think the consensus is kind of split. A lot of people aren't really liking Black Ops Cold War, but at the same time, a lot of people are liking it more. I'm for one am liking it more uh, than uh, Modern Warfare so far. Uh, I do have my gripes about it. I'll talk about that when I talk about what I've been playing. Um, But the, uh, you know, they're getting, um, they're trading off, right? Warzone is getting these guns and these perks and these things. Black Ops Cold War is getting gunfight, which I'm stoked about. Yeah, that's going to be
1: really, really fun.
0: What else have you been playing? uh,
1: I've been playing a lot of Warframe, actually. I jumped back into Warframe because they had a new PS5 kind of update that they rolled out and man that game is just really solid and the everything from the loot to the missions to you know the loop. movement it's so good and they integrated the haptic feedback really well and it's a game where you can use the haptic feedback because it's mainly pve uh i don't really think there's any pvp in warframe um but it's just so dynamic and expansive and like there's so much shit to do that it's overwhelming. And and as a games as a service, I, I think that's kind of what you want, right? And so uh, I've been playing that, which honestly will now get put on the back burner. The Destiny 2 update came out today, um, and yes. I'm actually
0: currently downloading that at the moment. Same. <laughs> so... Same. I, now, on your PS5, and I'm not going to kind of t- say what I'm downloading it with, but On your PS5, are you having to uninstall and re-download? Because that's what I have to do for my machine. I, when I downloaded
1: it, now this is something that they need to fucking change. Um, it downloads both the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 version of the game. So I had to go in that's, that's and delete sad. the PlayStation 4 version just so the PlayStation 5 version would update. Um, so it's it's really 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 annoying. Um, so
0: I've got that downloaded. And that's not a Bungie down. thing. That's a that's a Sony no, thing. No, that's a
1: that's a Sony thing. It same thing happened with Borderlands. It and which I've also been playing. Uh, that's my next game I've been playing. It downloaded the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 version. Um, And last on the last podcast I said they didn't integrate the haptic feedback I was wrong I was playing the PlayStation 4 version of the game on the PlayStation 5 because I'm a big dumb kid and um, I played I started a new character um, on on Borderlands 3. And I played a good probably six, seven hours of Borderlands 3. And I played it in fidelity mode. So it's full 4K, smooth, smooth 60. Um, very, very few drops below 60. And uh, the drops only go down, I would say, to like probably like 54, 55 frames. Uh, nothing mm-hmm. too too bad there. Uh, but it, I mean, Borderlands is still fun. I was just kind of playing it because I, I was trying to get that looter shooter you know, scratch that looter shooter itch that I've been waiting for Destiny for. Um, and I, I totally forgot that Destiny came out today, the PlayStation 5 version. So I, I'm downloading that. And hopefully maybe tonight when I get off of work super late, I'll, uh, you know, crack open a beer and, and play some Destiny, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, but that's kind of what yes. I've been playing. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've played anything else at all. I played Astrobot some more. Um, still really love that. Uh, I'm honestly taking my time with it. I haven't fully beat it yet for the sole purpose of like, I don't want to like, I want to, you know, go in and, and, and play the game and collect all the things. So I'm doing that over time as well. When I have like 15 minutes here or there Um, and just, you know, kind of a a brief overview of, of what I'm continuing to see with my PlayStation five is that it is fast. It is responsive. The controller is awesome. Um, You know, I, 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 cannot believe how quickly I get into games Mm-hmm. It's just so, it's so, so nice. Next Gen is, man, it's, it, when I go back and forth, I play my PlayStation 4 still a lot. It's kind of what I have hooked up to my monitor, and when I get competitive, I come back here and I play that, because I've got my Astro Controller and all that kind of shit, right? You know, that try-hard yeah. stuff. So, my try-hard setup, I'm still playing my PlayStation 4, and uh, and there's a big difference when you're bouncing back and forth. A big, big difference. PlayStation 5 is just... Leaps and bounds, uh, technically, ahead of where uh, PlayStation 4 is, and, and it, is, it is not an iterative console like a lot of people thought, and I can confidently say that now after, um, after spending a lot more time with it, hours and hours with it. It is a
0: full next-gen leap. What have you been playing? You know, next-gen seems awesome and, and I, I can't wait to get into oh my god I'm here I am in <laughs> the next generation of Gavin Kevin I was able to acquire the Xbox series X and boy howdy is this an amazing console right um it's it's I I would assume it the, the the gameplay experience that I'm experiencing with some of these games is exactly the same as it would be on PS five. So in a sense, I am getting the best of both worlds because of Pia, like just experiencing like you said, the responsiveness, the quick times loading and things like that. Um, I bought a a series X. I was able to get one uh, on the last time that Walmart went live. I think it was like December 1st. Yeah. They went live with their pre-orders and, Uh, are live with their orders of PS5 and Xbox Series X. I have tried, you know, I've said on this podcast, multiple times, websites crashing every time. So I got on the Walmart app right before 8 o'clock my time when they went live, and I was like, you know what? Everybody and their mothers trying for a PS5 right now. Let's just see what happens if I can get through trying to get a Series X. And I was able to click place order checkout before the website crashed. I was that quick. I did it within seconds. And I was able to get one. And and part of me had that like, yes, I got it. I got it. And I was like, could I have gotten a PS5? Hmm. Because <laughs> I, I want both. Eventually, right. I'm going to get a PS5. I wanted the PS5 first because I wanted to play Miles Morales and Demon Souls. I'm such a huge Souls fan. Not getting to play that game is, is literally killing me. It's not these are white people first world problems, but <laughs> <laughs> like it just sucks. I I wanted to play Demon Souls and I can't. But um, the Xbox Series X is an amazing console. It's incredibly fast. It, it did take me a minute to get used to the UI again, which is very similar to uh, Xbox One um, and 360. Uh, I've owned both of those consoles, and it is similar. I just haven't played an Xbox console, and almost I got rid of my Series S not long after I built my PC so it's been a while. And now people I know you're wondering, well Joseph, you own a PC, why would you get an Xbox? Uh I my my graphics card is a 106 or excuse me, a 1070 and I I planned on building a new PC but with nursing school, the Xbox Series X just seemed like the cheaper, more powerful way to go, which it is. Uh, the graphics card in the PS5 and Xbox Series X are being compared to 2070 supers and 2080 TIs somewhere in that middle range, uh, which is phenomenally better than than my graphics card. So uh, it would just seem like the the smart thing to do, and I, and I'm not I'm not regretting it one bit. I've been playing my Xbox every night. Uh, I. Downloaded Destiny Two um, just to kind of look and see how the 4K Destiny looked on my TV. Uh, it looks great. I'm yep. now I, and then I uninstalled it and I'm waiting right now. I'm downloading the uh, the update and I can't wait. That's all I'm going to play oh. today is Destiny Two. <laughs> it's such a good game. Uh, you're going to love Beyond Light. It, the new uh, powers they are a lot this of is, fun. Oh,
1: damn it, damn it! I gotta buy Beyond Light, but I also want to buy Cyberpunk. Oh, fuck! I'm
0: just going to drop all the money. So. In this. I was kind of like upset, you know, I have, de- uh, you know, beyond light on PC and I was like, damn it, I'm going to have to rebuy this again for Xbox. But the great thing about Xbox, Kevin, is that great thing we talk about all the time that Xbox games pass destiny Two, and all of its expansions are on Xbox game pass. And so I was able to get it, just downloaded all for free. And so, uh, it's, it's phenomenal and I've got it all installing right now. And there's so many games on games pass and, and one of the other games I've been playing, I redownloaded downloaded the Witcher three. Now I love the Witcher three. It's my, it, it and God of War tied for my t- my favorite game of all time. And so of course I'm going to go back and start a new campaign <laughs> because they have performance mode inside the series X. Now I think it's in the PS five version as well. And, um, there's resolution mode or performance mode. Now I think they fucked up because the resolution on performance mode is still 4k. It hasn't changed and mm. it's running at 60 frames per second. So I know that they're coming with a, an some sort of update CD project red has claimed after they launch cyberpunk and, and get the, the update to cyberpunk out for new new consoles. But playing this at 4k 60, I'm like, why would you? Why, why, why do you need, it doesn't need to be updated unless, I mean, unless they're talking about remastering it with better textures and things like that, which they might, I don't know. Um, but it's, it, it, it runs so smooth. It looks so great, great in 4k. And, uh, yeah, for some reason the resolution is the same in resolution or performance mode. Hmm. Um, I've been playing uh, the call of the new Call of Duty as well. Uh, I've been playing uh, Black Ops Cold War. I haven't really touched the campaign yet. I, I started it, and man, is that campaign pretty in 4K. Um, oh, uh,
1: the whole game is is really pretty in, in 4K. I mean, even you know, even multiplayer maps and stuff uh, with the ray tracing turned on
0: look phenomenal. Now, I will say this: I've seen issues with the Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War uh, crashing Xbox series X's and, bricking and so, them. so bricking them. Yeah. And bricking so them. both, what both on what PlayStation
1: I, five and Xbox, they've been bricking so, consoles.
0: So what I've done is I've kind of researched kind of my own fix. And one thing I found was turn ray tracing off inside the game. And I haven't had a single crash. It hasn't crashed on me once. I never have played that game with ray tracing yet. I'm waiting for a patch before I turn that up. Excuse me, before I turn that on, uh, but I'm having fun with it. Uh, now that I'm on Series X, I, I did play with some friends the other night. Uh, this is the only complaint I have, and this is this is probably going to be an issue for a while until more people get PS5s and Series Xs. Uh, I was in a party full of friends on PS4, and so it lobbied the lobby probably with primarily PS4 players, mm. and there was incredible frame loss I was it, it took me down, looked like I was probably playing thirty to forty. And there was input lag. And so it, it, it when what we night, played what night I, was this? This was oh um,
1: Because Call of Duty servers Saturday, were Saturday night. Saturday night. I think it was the Call of Duty yep. servers because I was playing on Saturday night as well. And I was lagging, skipping all kinds of stuff all over the place.
0: Um, yeah. And they, most of the maps we played were, were okay, but okay. we played around a match in Nuketown and it was, com- the game was completely unplayable for me. So I, I just turned it off. Cause I was like, I had that kind of fear in the back of my mind that, Oh my God, I'm going to lose my Xbox or something like this. And then I got the three-year warranty from Walmart. So I really could give a shit, but um, you know, I, I was like, oh no. And so I, I kind of just backed out and quit playing that and moved on to some doom eternal, which is gorgeous. 4k 60. Um, that game is a lot of fun. I I really want to deep dive into that, but because cyberpunk is fixing to come out, destiny two and cyberpunk are all I'm going to be playing. Um, I am co oping the gears of five campaign with my friend Trevor, who has wrote into us before. Uh, he's a huge Xbox fan and he's we're finally getting to play video games together because we really never have and playing co oping the gears five campaign, which I will say it has had its update for series X and series S. It is currently the prettiest game on that console. That game is gorgeous and it runs flawlessly and that the visuals in gears of war five are just phenomenal. And I've, I've always kind of thought uh, gears of war is call of duty or excuse me. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Gears of War is Xbox's best uh, game. I I think it's better than best exclusive hands down it's bits better than uh, halo in my opinion I've always thought that now I know there's a lot of people to disagree with me Trevor is one of those people uh, but I just think you know the story the gameplay gears Gears of Wars is where it's at I love it I love it and I've been having a phenomenal time with with that Xbox series X and and we'll go into a deep dive of that in our main topic of the Xbox since we did a deep dive for ps5 we got to give yes uh, the same love to our uh, Xbox fans and players and things like that, and so um, I, I I'll talk more about it later. But those are the games I've been playing, Kevin. Um, yes, I'm
1: excited about know, getting get into in- the Xbox. I've got I've got a lot of questions for you, and and uh, I, yeah, I'm just I'm I really want to know what you think about all all the thi- like when we do that really big deep dive. I want to I want to pick your brain because now that you're experiencing the power of next gen, we can have. A much more nuanced conversation as far as speed and what like what basically what does next gen truly mean for games right now that you've seen it and feel it and have played it you know what 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 do we think that next kind of um step is
0: we are woke as the kids would say got him (laughs) <laughs> All right, Kevin, before we go into the news, uh, we did not get any listener mail this week, which is understandable. We have had a, a few days off. Uh, but if you would like to write in like our faithful few have, uh, give us a shout at remote at gmail.com. Write in, tell us what you think. Give us a question. It doesn't have to be about video games. We can talk about your life if you just want to get something off your chest. Um, one of the things I have done with podcasts before, uh, I have wrote in and I've had some questions right on some of the podcasts I listen to. I suffer from anxiety and depression and sometimes uh, writing into a complete stranger to talk about some of these things can really help. So uh, I'm not trying to say we're certified therapists or any means, but we we will talk about anything. So if you'd love to write into remote gaming podcast at gmail.com, please feel free to do so. Do now, it. Kevin, we'll take, we'll start off. I'll, I'll take number one and then we okay. can just kind of alternate from there. Right. Uh, Cyberpunk is in it the the embargo has lifted kevin we 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 are on the precipice of the most anticipated game of the last 10 years probably uh the reviews are in and they are actually mixed um the, it's getting it's receiving mixed scores it's some people are loving it some people are hating it i've seen multiple websites and we'll talk about this the writing um basically master's thesis on uh the inclusion of trans people instead of doing a video game review. So I, I don't really know if the review, uh, complete review scores are fair, which I stopped trusting reviews a long time ago.
1: I, um, I, it's got, it's sitting at like a 90 at Metacritic right now. But if you read all yeah. of the reviews, there were the, the words that are written don't necessarily match up with the scores they're being given mm-hmm. in in my opinion i've read around 10 yeah. reviews for the game and i'm just like i don't really know i don't know
0: yeah so this comes via v- vg247 via dom pepiat uh I hope I didn't screw that up. I'm sure I did. Uh, Review roundup. CD Projekt Red finally launches its highly anticipated futuristic RPG this week. So we've rounded up the reviews for Cyberpunk 27 to see if there's an overwhelming critical consensus. consensus. After a series of delays that pushed the game back almost an entire year, Cyberpunk 2077 is finally set to launch on December 10th. And CD Projekt Red has confirmed that the game isn't going to be pushed back again. And you'd hope not with reviews for the title finally dropping (laughs) over the past few weeks as retail copies of the game has been breaking uh, street date. The Polish studio has been doing an an utmost to keep a lid on spoilers for the sci-fi RPG, asking content creators to not post streams or Let's Plays until December 9th. Now, though, you can probably expect more content to about the game to start permeating the conversation. So if you want to go in blind, make sure to be vigilant. If you're just eager to see what people have been saying about the game and how the critical reception is to blah, 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 blah. Uh, VG247 review, five out of five. In In the midst of such intense anticipation and scrutiny, it's easy to get carried away with what Cyberpunk 2077 could have been. The final experience might be more familiar than many predicted with plenty of elements that aren't perfect, but it's dripping with detail and engaging stories. With so much to do, so much to see. Cyberpunk 2077 is the kind of RPG where you blink and hours go by, which is just what we need to finish off 2020. Uh, Euro Gamer unscored it. Polygamer, Polygon unscored. Vice unscored. Games Radar five out of five. IGN nine out of ten. The Gamer five out of five. GamesBeat three out of five. Game Informer nine out of ten. PC Gamer seventy eight out of hundred. RPG Site nine out of ten. VGC five out of five. GameSpot seven out of ten. Uh, these obviously are not all of the uh, reviews scores, but the, it, it's kind of middle of the road. I, th- I think it's leaning more towards. Uh, a higher score. What I've just seen, I've watched the Easy Allies kind of do a deep dive into it and talk about it. And uh, it is full of bugs. All that the reviewers have been able to uh, play has been the PC version only. And so they're saying it's very buggy. This is obviously done before pre-patch. And apparently uh, they've announced that there's going to be a patch before pre-patch for consoles. So, uh, you know, who knows how this thing is going to run when we we finally get to play it on December 9th, uh, which if you live in the US, everything that I'm seeing uh, well, I was seeing is that here central time I'm going to be playing it at six Kevin could play it at five but you, t- you you texted me today and said it looks like we're not playing till midnight what's up with that?
1: I think that's the PC version. The PC version you get access early on consoles you have to play it at midnight. That's
0: that is what I read. Really? There's a map going around that. On GOG C- I bet Ga- game, good old games yeah it because it, it, that's the only place it can be downloaded from i think
1: right so i i that's what i'm that's that's what i read uh and that's what i saw after doing research but you know these launch things are always a little bit um we won't know until the hour hits right until someone's like oh you're not gonna be able to play it till this and cd project which Red is kind of a map it's like sorry, when you ahead, can play yeah. it on pc and stadia and it was you were right about that, right? So on PC and fucking Stadia, you can play at I think what what did you say? It was like five PM my time, six PM your time, six o'clock but central. We're yeah. gonna have to wait, I think, until midnight to play it. So I might even that, have to wait till I don't know, <sighs> like later, even I don't know, or the next
0: morning or something. I'm gonna kill my wife because that's very disappointing to me. My wife booked a trip for just the two of us our parents are watching the kids and we're going to colorado for the weekend thursday through sunday so that's i'm not gonna get to play this fucking thing till sunday i don't give a shit kevin i've waited 10 years for this game yeah you can (laughs) wait a few more days and honestly
1: i'm gonna jump into the next uh news um Story here because it, it it kind of touches on what I want to touch on as well. This is from IGN Joe Scrubbles. Cyberpunk 2077 PC and console updates should fix widespread bugs. Amid widespread reports of bugs, CD Projekt Red employees said that there has said that Cyberpunk will be a different game with an upcoming console update. CD also uh, has confirmed that the PC version's Day Zero patch includes some but not all of the launch version fixes answering questions to Twitter after many reviews, IGNs included, pointed out that the game suffered from numerous distracting bugs. CD Project Red's Fabian uh, Dola, I think it is, uh, explained yeah, that, quote, so. a bunch of issues reviewers encountered and reported have been fixed already. Some are part of the update. So, and it goes through to talk about basically a lot of visual bugs. Um, I've heard of, like, uh, invincibility bugs and a lot of other things like that. And this is So I've read a lot of reviews and people are basically like, look, this game is so buggy that there's almost no way that all of these get handled with one patch. Um, That's how poor of a state the game was in that they played. Um, People were saying they were having to restart their game every 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, Hmm. It was, uh, it's a buggy, buggy, buggy mess. And uh, people were reporting some minor, um, performance issues on pc with like you know 30 80 supers or whatever the fuck in in there um so take everything with a grain of salt i think that day i think the day zero and day one patch for consoles will fix a a, a bunch of the issues but you will still see bugs in this game i i guarantee it Um, And if that bothers you or is game breaking for you, it doesn't really matter as much for me, uh, as long as it's not uh, causing me to die over and over or lose progress, you know, floating heads and different or crash, right? Uh, Floating heads and, and you know, floating guns and all the kind of crap that I'm seeing or have seen. um, It doesn't bother me all that much. I kind of find it fun and a little quirky, but. You know, if that bothers you, I'd wait. I'd wait another month or two. You've waited this long. I mean, it's going to be buggy and uh, there's not much they're going to be able to do about it.
0: I will say this though: it, this has been a very odd launch. This is one of the oddest launches I've ever seen for a game of this magnitude for this much hype surrounding it. Uh, this game has been delayed so many times. Um, it has been very highly anticipated under the radar, and I'm and I, and we know how good The Witcher Three was, right? We know the standard that the bar that CD Project sets for themselves. So I get where they're coming from. I think people from, from everything I've read from the reviews and things I've seen, people are being a little bit hard on this game because everything I've said it's like, "Oh, it's so it's a buggy mess, it's this and this." But everything I've seen they talk about how great it is and how some of the best world building they've ever seen in any video game. And so uh, it's just kind of and then like I said, you know, i saw a review on Polygon and um uh, there was another one uh, on Kotaku, and which I think are both jokes of websites. There's a reason we don't use either one of them uh, when we do our news. We we stick with Fiji 247 The Verge, and IGN. Um, they're just jokes. There's they wrote one of them was a half page article about the trans representation in video games or in this game, and it's just that's that's not a video game review. You could, there's nothing wrong with publishing that article because it was written by a trans person. There's nothing wrong with publishing that article, but let's get the real fucking video game review out first. How about that? You know? And so. No, I completely agree. That's a huge problem I have with games journalism today. It's, 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 it's some, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I'm not a PC person, but it's some SoCal bullshit. If you, if you catch my drift, Uh, it's just, that's just the state of games journalism over there.
1: And and the issue is is that, you know, that is a very interesting think piece that you can write after the game review, right? And you can say, here's my here's my review of the video game and then you can say, here's my review as a trans person, right? Which I think both yeah. are both are valid reviews, right? If I'm, you know, if I'm playing a video game that is, you know, representing me or something whatever and I want to write a kind of more personal review and I want to inject a little bit more um, you know, personal preference, or hey, or here's my experience as a trans uh, as a trans person, or whatever it might be. That's cool. Go do that thing, but just don't put it out of your main review. Like yeah, let's not, it, let's get back to it, it, doing you know real game reviews and talking about the game and the gameplay and the graphics and all that stuff. And then games like this do require social commentary, right? Because they make a lot of social commentary, like The Witcher, all these RPGs, right? And and they're they're always gunning for those think pieces because that's part of why they're
0: developed and part of the issues that they talk about. Right. But do that later on. That's it. It, It's just, it's highly ironic to me because they, they can, they call it, they, They think that the game is being incredibly tone deaf. Well, your article is being incredibly tone deaf. Do you think that that it's just a bunch of trans people waiting to play cyberpunk? You know, like, no, right. That's 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 not how it is right now. And, And I'm sorry that, you know, you felt not included or your representation was poor, but that's not what the game was trying to do. And another thing that I've seen, too, is there a lot of people are taken aback by how. 80s it is they they're like it's supposed to be the future but it feels like the 80s i don't think people understand what that this game is based off a board game from the 80s and cyberpunk has generally always felt like a if, if fallout takes you from the 50s into the future that never that's what cyberpunk is that's that's the genre it's it's something it's a dystopian future that didn't let its previous culture go. And I, I don't understand why people are so taken aback by the 80s aspect of it. And I feel like it's getting a lot of flack and reviews for some of those things we just talked about, which is bullshit.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, what's wrong with it being set in the 80s? I don't understand. Like, why? How is that? Or a... like
0: the 80s art style. Like, oh, they art feel like, style? It's, too like 80s, it's not progressive enough. And I'm like, God, the fuck? Oh, my why God. are you nitpicking this? It's it's a nice. game. It's somebody's art. You know, I yeah. just I don't know. I I, I could go on That's and on like, about this. But the one thing, sorry.
1: I it I mean the same we, thing happens in in theater, right? Where they they kind of they they say things are period pieces, right? And like cyberpunk is not a period piece, but the the argument there is is that you would be arguing that cyberpunk would be somewhat of a period piece because of the time and setting and that it doesn't it's not applicable to today, which is just so fucking not true. Like you can't you can't mm. have you can't have both things at the same time. doesn't make sense.
0: No, no, not at all. And and I'm hoping uh, to just kind of get back to the game itself, you know, with it being a buggy mess, that, that aspect of it, I'm hoping we're in like an Arkham Knight scenario where if you remember the launch of Arkham Knight, it was basically unplayable for almost half a year on PC. Um, it was just not optimized. And so hopefully with this game being released on PS4, PS5, uh, Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X, and Stadia and PC. Hopefully, that's the reasoning behind all the bugs. And hopefully, it is optimized better for uh, console. And it sounds like from the article that we read, uh, hopefully, that will be the case. It will be a little bit better on Series X and PS5. Um, the, the weird thing about the, the launch itself is I've never heard of a company not allowing... Uh, gameplay capture capture to be to be shared during their own review that's very odd to me so i am and it was just pc only so i am still skeptical i'm kind of scared of how this is going to run on even xbox series x um is it is it just like people are amazed that red dead redemption 2 ran on ps4 and xbox one um I hope we're not. I hope they didn't bite off too more too much more than they could chew with this game. That it's just that powerful and that in depth. That it's it's it needs something more powerful than what we currently have. I'm I'm worried. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. So it remains to be seen, but we will find out later this week. And like I've said on this podcast form your own opinion watch people play it on twitch if you really want to get a dive dive before you buy um uh or you know hang out and listen to us and how we talk about it Um, we might kevin may stream it we might get some gameplay put up of it um yep but don't don't trust review scores they're just bad nowadays they're just review scores reviews in general are terrible worse than they've ever been and i don't i don't trust them I, I the people
1: that I trust most are the people that make individual YouTube videos, not necessarily yes. the the sites. I, I really like Skillup. I think they do a fucking phenomenal job. Layman Gaming, they're both brothers. Um, they do incredible reviews. You love Easy Allies. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I, I trust anything under the Collins Last Stand um, umbrella as well. Um, and yep. uh, yeah, just go just go there. Just listen to those guys or listen to us because we're uh, we're all right too.
0: We're we're, we're okay. Yeah, I, I don't All right. Think so. Next, next news topic comes from uh, VG247 by that guy. I can't pronounce his name again. Dom Pepiat, I think. Hopefully, uh, looks like an Xbox and now Xbox. Xbox announcement is coming at the Game Awards. looks like Microsoft is gearing up to make a big announcement at the Game Awards, which takes place later this week on December 10th. According to Industry Insider and proven reliable source GamesBeat, Jeff Grubb, Microsoft and Xbox will be sharing some interesting news this coming week with a special announcement apparently lined up for the Game Awards. His specific words were that he knows Microsoft has something coming to the Game Awards. So why is this worth noting? When we know there's likely to be a slew of other announcements to Jeff Keighley's big show, well, Xbox and the Game Awards has a pretty good relationship. Last year's Series X uh, reveal took place at the show. And if you can, if you can cast your mind back through the fugue of 2020, the console's first big announcement, which also saw the reveal of Hellblade 2, was probably the headline of the announcement at the Game Awards 2019. And Microsoft may be, well, gearing up to drop something similar again this time around. Um Though we're told not to expect any no's on Halo Infinite just yet, Microsoft itself has acknowledged it'll be present at the presentation. See you at the Game Awards, friends, on the official Twitter. So, Kevin, the reason I put this in here is this is the biggest... This is going to be... The Game Awards are going to be the biggest anything we have towards the end of the year. You know, we used to get PSX. Um, we we didn't get E3. e uh, I guarantee we're going to see something big from probably Microsoft and Sony and some of these other game studios. There's always there's always new game trailers. There's always new announcements at the Game Awards. What do you think this could be?
1: Halo comes to other platforms. I think I think you they're going to start moving a lot of their games to um, to other platforms. I, I think they're going to become a, their first party studios are going to become console agnostic. Uh, that's kind of like where I think. What else could they announce? A, a a a mobile game, or you know, I think the, it's going to be uh, a new studio acquisition, and maybe. But like,
0: is that something you announced at the Game Awards? Is it going to top it if it's big enough? I, that's what I'm saying. Could it? Could it be? Uh, I don't know what it would be. I I am curious because the head of Bungie, the head of art direction, went back to three four three. He's back with Microsoft now, right? you know bungie left activision and i think they're doing fine as an independent company but i think to really reach the vision that they want with destiny 2 <clears throat> and moving forward it would not surprise me if bungie is back by my is owned by microsoft again i mean that would be huge and that would be something definitely to announce at the game awards but that's
1: got to be less like the just, only just other the thing fact-
0: just the fact that Destiny 2 and all of its expansions are on Games Pass is just, especially with like Beyond Light being brand new, that's kind of unheard of. And so I'm wondering if that's, is this the tease for it? Or and maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe it'll be something that's not even going to blow us out of the water. But uh, I, I I, just, I'm, you know me, I'm a sucker for those huge announcements, the, the jaw droppers. And I, I've said for years, I want to see Microsoft just go big or go home because they have been getting killed by Sony. And I, I think, uh, they're, they've already, uh, I would, I would consider 2020 a win for, for Microsoft over Sony at this point so far, so far, I would yeah. say, um, I don't think that they're doing better. Obviously they're not doing better in sales. The PS five is absolutely destroying the series X right now. um, both are being sold out but as far as what's in actual gamers hands right now it's, it's ps5 and i think part of that has to do with haptic feedback i think the majority of it has to do with games like miles morales and, and demon souls and and I things agree. like that and, and and the and the exclusives that sony seems to offer uh, i think more exclusives are coming and and hopefully maybe we get a trailer for something um from bethesda maybe it's maybe it's a uh that that star game starfield game that we we get to see or something maybe elder Scrolls six is which i doubt but uh who knows who knows yeah
1: I, I don't know i think it would be interesting it would be really cool though if if uh halo and a couple of those things came over to uh to the good old playstation Yep, but i don't What's know next, i really don't all right we've got bungie confirms destiny 2 crossplay is coming in 2021 thank god bungie this comes from the verge and Jay peters bungie has confirmed destiny 2 will be getting cross-play support at some point next year while Bungie didn't specify which platforms will support the feature, hopefully you'll be able to dive into Destiny 2 with players across every platform on which the game is available. That includes PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, PC, and of course Stadia. Later this year, it seemed as though 2021 launch date for crossplay was the goal, but Bungie was more definitive. Uh, uh, was more oh my god, definite, about the launch next year in a blog post published on Tuesday. Bungie has slowly been making the game more platform agnostic. The studio... Added cross-save support, which lets you bring your save from one platform to another. And alongside the next-gen update for the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series S and X that's out today, the game will support cross-generation play, meaning PS5 players can play with people on PS4. And the next-gen update also allows the game to run at 60 FPS, 4K resolution on the PlayStation 5 and Series X. Adds an oh, FOV oh. slider and improves load times. However, that Destiny FOV slider just... It's, it's going to be huge. It's going to be absolutely massive. Uh, if Bungie doesn't implement a stricter anti-cheat measures before the launch of crossplay, console players may run into a lot of cheaters if they can play with people uh-huh. on PC.
0: And I'm excited about this because you know I play on PC and I have I have crossplay and now. I have accounts. Uh, all my characters are on PC, uh, Series X, and PS4. So I have, I'm, I'm good to go, right? But the problem with it is, you know, me and you are going to deep dive into this. And, and even if hope this is great news for us, because if I'm not able to find a PS5 or have the money to get one uh, before this update comes out, we'll still be able to play together. Uh, right. So I'm excited about that. But the problem is I've played on Destiny 2 on PC for almost two years now. And cheaters in, in, in uh, especially uh, Trials of Osiris, which is the huge uh, uh, multiplayer uh, PvP to get the gear, the best gear in PVP is through trials of Osiris. There's tons of cheaters on PC. It's, it's, that it's sucks. insane. And it's, uh, that is heart disheartening to hear because I hope that there's an option to turn crossplay off or at least disable PC in some aspect.
1: Yeah. It's gotta be controller only, right? Like you gotta have, be able to have that input. Um, and I mean, I guess you could even still cheat controller PC, and all that stuff, but I feel like it would maybe help a little bit. I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be able to play, uh, you know, with you if you're on Xbox or whatever. Um, but anytime you add PC into the console mix, it, uh, as we've seen with Warzone, you know, especially there's so many cheaters in Warzone, um, it ruins the game. It can ruin the game. And to be honest, though, I haven't ran into a cheater in Warzone in a while. Uh, it's been a minute since I've been like, oh shit, that guy's clearly cheating. Um, but you know, with that being said, destiny and trials is so competitive and so, you know, uh, sweaty that if you've got a cheater in there and you're grinding for the best gear and you're really, you know, spending hours and hours and hours and, uh, you get wiped by a squad of cheaters. That's, that's game breaking.
0: Yeah, for sure. So hopefully hopefully that does not happen and hopefully it goes away. But um, I'm just still stoked to play this on my Xbox today because that's all. I'm going I'm to no-life that for the rest of the day. Um, I'm going to skip the next one because I, I kind of skimmed through it and it really didn't seem that important. Uh, so I'm going to move on to uh, – this comes to you, BG 247 via Stephanie Nunley. <sighs> I, I don't know how to feel about this because okay. – this game series is one of my favorites of all time. I've played every game in the series. Oscar Isaac. Set to star as Solid Snake in the Metal Gear Solid live-action film, looks like Oscar Isaac will portray Solid Snake in Sony Pictures' Metal Gear Solid film. That's according to Deadline report and confirmed by the Hollywood Reporter. Starring, stating that Isaac will star in the film based on Metal Gear Solid video game series from Konami. Isaac is known for starring in films such as Star Wars: Rise of Sky. We all know who Oscar Isaac is. Uh, Poe Dameron, if you don't. Yep. Uh, from po. Star Wars. Uh, the movie was first announced eight years ago. With news following the following year stating it was still three years out. In 2018, it was reported that Jordan Vogt Roberts, the your you're the Warts, Kong Skull Island and the Kings of Summer, was still on board to direct. The script is penned by Derek Connolly with. Avi Arad producing, and Peter Kang is the executive producer. Now, Avi Arad, I believe, has done a lot of good films. I can't—that name is very familiar. So it sounds like they—they they have a decent. And and the director himself is actually a huge Metal Gear fan. So I—I'm not worried about the the game being or the movie being true to the game. Oscar Isaac playing Solid Snake—I just don't know how I feel about that. Um, it's not so much his. His, his race and, and the way he looks, it's just, I, I just, I pictured someone more grizzled. Um, the, you, you, when you think Solid Snake, you still think David Hayter. And so you think about that grizzly smoker's voice. I don't know if Oscar Isaac can be that grizzled. And also, for those that don't know about Metal Gear Solid, the antagonist of the game is your twin brother. So is he also going to play as Liquid Snake? I mean, that would be pretty dope. I really like Oscar Isaac, and I
1: I can see where you're coming from with you want someone who looks maybe a little bit more disheveled and a little bit more, you know, maybe classically uh, rugged in a way, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because I feel like that is Snake in the games. He, he is a little bit more rough around the edges. Um, but I think as far as, you know, someone who will really do their best to portray solid snake. I think Oscar Isaac will not phone it in. Um, and I think that that alone is going to mean that he will take care of, uh, of the character and understand Mm -hmm. that, you know, those things that you are talking about are integral to solid snake. Um, I, I, I really think he's a talented, talented
0: actor, and I think he's got the chops to do it. Um, obviously, he, I'm not, I'm not huge... saying he's not at all. He's phenomenal. He's an amazing actor. It just, I'm, I'm kind of, I want to see how he does.
1: Yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, uh, look, this is why video games and movies are are separate. Because in video games, you can make the protagonist, a, you know, a little bit more rugged, a little bit more of this, and and it works. And in movies, you sometimes needs someone who's pretty to bring people into the seats and this is the fucking entertainment biz and it's the way it is and you know that's why video games are video games and movies are movies and um as far as you know the perfect marriage goes between the two i think i i think i'm more optimistic about this casting choice than i would be if it were someone else, if that makes sense, I'm I'm trying to think of who I would rather see in the role, and I'm not. I don't really have. Do you have anybody in mind that you'd want to see? Um,
0: who is the actor that is in the new Call of Duty, and he's in a TV show uh, that that has the the black hair and the mustache? Ooh, I don't. And he know. actually wears a band bandana. He he looks more like Solid Snake than. Then uh, uh, I've seen a lot of people on the internet say, "Uh, uh Hugh, Hugh, uh Hugh, uh, Hugh Jackman. Wolverine. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. He's too old. He's too old to play this solid snake. Um, I, it's just, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I, I don't really, to, to, to be quite honest with you, I don't have anybody off the top of my head that I would just pick." right out of the gate. Uh Aaron Eckhart at one point I thought, but I think he's gotten a little bit older too. He he when if I've, you know, I watch uh um The Dark Knight, the way he looks, I he he has the jaw. If you look up pictures of Liquid Snake and, and Solid Snake, he has the jawline, he has the face and, you know, even has the blonde hair that he could play uh because technically canon-wise Solid Snake does have blonde hair he dyes it brown and Mm -hmm. and so um in the in the original canon he's blonde that's why in a lot of the 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 little cartoony uh pre-story uh videos you can watch in the original playstation version of metal gear solid uh he has this dirty blonde hair and i always thought aaron eckhart would be a a good solid snake um bradley cooper I, i i wouldn't i wouldn't put that past him, but I think Oscar Isaac's a better actor than Bradley Cooper. So, uh, it, it'll, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I, I really don't know. I'll probably watch
1: the film. I can
0: tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's, it's, I, and I think, I think, it'll be I think uh, I think it'll be entertaining. And it, it's it's I it, it is definitely Metal Gear is a series that could find success as a film because the story is so in depth. Um, I hope Hideo Kojima is in some way uh, involved in the uh, creative aspect. But I probably find that not going to be the case since Konami still owns all the rights to Metal Gear. So, yeah. Um, and who knows? Maybe he got he talked to him off the record. Yeah, probably. There's there's nothing yeah, assume, stopping right? the director from doing that. So, right, Kevin. Our yeah, final news topic.
1: All right, this comes from The Verge and Sam Byford. The Galactus event was Fortnite's biggest yet. The season-ending live event that took place in Fortnite was the game's biggest to date. Epic Games I've actually played some Fortnite. Epic Games has confirmed the Galactus event which concluded Fortnite's current Marvel themed season, thank God, had a record of 15.3 million concurrent players the company said in a tweet. That beats out the Travis Scott concert in April which was which peaked at 12.3 million concurrent during the first showing. The record before was the Marshmallow event which was 10.7. Epic says that 3. million people watched the Galactus event on YouTube and Twitch. The event saw players teaming up to stop the Marvel supervillain from destroying Fortnite's island by piloting explosive laden battle buses to feed him. Then Fortnite did the thing where it shuts down as Epic prepares to launch for season 5. Uh the game is booting now. The timer countdown until next season. The next season is live now, um which I have played and it yeah, is Yeah, this article is a little bit older. It is way better um, than the last Fortnite season. Um, so if you like me were kind of not happy with um, with the last Fortnite season, this Fortnite season's better. Um, it's uh, the map kind of changed a little bit. Uh, the gun meta is, is is good. They've got some some nice specialty weapons in there. Um, but uh, I do miss the days where Fortnite was Fortnite and didn't have all of these crossover events and it was its own entity and i just miss those days dearly because i'm i'm a little tired of oh mandalorians in this season and it was like okay well do we have to have the mandalorian like fortnite was fortnite was fun when it was fortnite because it was so different and unique and 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 new yeah. and and now you're putting in all these marvel characters and star, and i love star wars i love marvel but like i don't know if i really want that in my fortnite
0: I, I get you. Um, the reason I included this article is I just wanted to kind of talk about how big Fortnite still is. Fortnite is still the king um, as far as games go because of what it's able to accomplish. That fifteen point whatever million people that joined the in-game event—that's insane. That is that oh, is yeah. a ton of people playing a game at the at the exact same time. And um, I, I I do see where you're coming from. I love the uh, the costumes that the Fortnite devs develop on their own. I, I love all the skins that come out themselves. I have a ton of them, um, but I, and I do like the Mandalorian skin. I, I got that. And then I've got the Kratos one. I went ahead and got that. And so playing as Kratos on an Xbox console is just fucking funny to me. But um the Game looks phenomenal on the Series X, and I'm sure the same for, said, said for the PS5. That the 4K 60, uh, it's just a beautifully uh, ran game, and yep. they just they keep an, the the updated visuals for the ne- the new gen consoles. It, it looks very pretty. Um, they just. Epic keeps finding a way to win with this game. It doesn't ever seem like it's going to slow down or go anywhere. I'm sure now we're probably going to with the Mandalorian. We may get more Star Wars characters. I know we've already had. I think they had a uh, stormtroopers Rey and Vader, and, didn't they? Yeah. And Ray, yeah, they and
1: Ray, uh, I think right. Ray, feel or like, it was yeah. Kylo. It
0: was Kylo Ren. I don't think Vader's been in it yet. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if we get Boba Fett and and Vader. Um, uh, I, I just Fortnite does not stop, and they and they keep uh, finding a way to keep. These kids and these in the young people, they're 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 very conscious with culture, as including Travis Scott, which I really don't know who that is very, very much. I know a couple of his songs, I guess, and uh, but just kind of um, they. They they do know how to keep people engaged, and I, I imagine it has to be hard to keep trying them for that number one spot. And I think that's why they are putting things like Marvel and Star Wars into their game. Um, but it, they're finding ways to be relevant. And I, I agree with you. I do miss old school Fortnite. I'm hoping one day we just get that original map back. Um, oh, that was the be, game is fun. Oh, you could land flush factory, you know,
1: and just tilt way up the map from there. Go tilted. Uh, I I. And well, tilted wasn't really, even in really the fun.
0: original map. I don't think. I don't think tilted no, towers was, was.
1: Yeah, that was like season three or season four. But that was kind of like the that was the prime Fortnite time. Like Bur- it, in
0: my Burger eyes, Town, right? Was my Burger jam. Town. But yeah, yep. we we me, me and you when we always played, we always landed flush and then worked our way in.
1: Yeah, I mean that was the route. And also, like, I just I I love Fortnite and I still play it. I've so my best friend in college plays Fortnite, and that's kind of like the one one or two video games that he plays. So we, we jump on uh, with my girlfriend and, and we all kind of play, play trios and, and stuff. And, and so I've, I play it and I've played it a couple times in the last couple weeks. And, and it's always a fun time. Um, and I'm just enjoying this season more. The new map is, is good. Um, the guns are, they feel better. Um, they added a couple new weapons, took some out and they're they're It's, they're always stuck between a rock and a hard place between catering to casuals and catering to people who want to log in and spend three hours playing every day um, mm-hmm. you know the people who are sweaty and competitive uh, versus the casual person who comes on like me right or or you know I, I play a little bit in the middle I, I like to get competitive I like to do the things and you know get high kill games uh, but I also kind of use it as just a place to hang out so uh, Fortnite has become and is continuing to become something different. And I, I think that's for the better um, for them and for making money and for the game being more accessible to people. Um, but it also, you lose like the competitive Fortnite scene is is a complete mess. Um, and I used to love watching competitive Fortnite back in the old days. When yeah. I first, oh, it was so fun. It was so engaging, um, and it was really, really great. But it's not that way anymore. Um, it, it's right. just not that way. All the pros are complaining, and they're all leaving for Valorant. Everyone's leaving for Valorant and CS:GO, and all these things because they're these Fortnite players. A lot of these young kids, they the dexterity they have and the decision making that Fortnite um, requires uh, translates well to other games, and that's something that the competitive scene wasn't sure was going to happen. They didn't know if all these all these you know, twelve to eighteen year old kids playing Fortnite were gonna be able to compete in the FPS and more and slower paced games and it fucking turns out that they can. You know, so that's I it's it's good for gaming. Fortnite's always been good for gaming. It will be good for competitive for esports. Um it will continue to be because it it is a great foray for foray. Yes, a great foray into um esports and competitive gaming so that's kind of where i stand with fortnite at the moment there's my soapbox i'll jump off now
0: i like it no i I dig it and and people you know i'm sure there's a large amount of people that are just tired of fortnite but i mean i think people hate things that are mainstream uh for no reason Uh, there's a reason things become mainstream it's because they're good uh Fortnite is good. Fortnite is fun. If you don't like it, that that's totally fine. But you can't deny the success that it's found. You can't deny. I bet Cliff Blazinski stomps on his dick all the time for leaving Epic Games for because of Fortnite. I bet he hates oh, that yeah. game with a passion because of the success it's had. um Because he helped develop it, and he started with the development. He was on that team, and a lot of the gunplay came from Cliffy B. Um, but it's it it's. It's just telling that it's a game that's not going anywhere anytime soon and next gen consoles are not going to stop it from being successful. So uh, it's here to stay and we'll see where the future goes. Um, but I'm with you. I, I kind of I, I do miss the old. Uh, the 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 way it used to be, the good old days, the
1: OG so. Fortnite.
0: Okay. So moving on, Kevin, you know, we usually, uh, we do this podcast in two separate parts. It's been about a week since we recorded our first half with the news and things like that. And usually about this time is where we move on to our main topic. Uh, but it has been a very, very interesting week to say the least. Um, CD Projekt Red is getting all kinds of flack for uh, the release of Cyberpunk 2077, mainly on uh, base Xbox One, uh, PS4, PS4 Pro, and Xbox One X. Um, it's a jumbled mess. Uh, some interesting developments have happened since we started recording this podcast um, earlier this week. Uh, as so much as so is Sony has pulled Cyberpunk 2077 from The PlayStation store. Kevin, what are your first thoughts about just that statement in general? Um, I was pretty shocked when when I heard the news, but
1: I think this was a massive retaliation against CD Projekt because CD Projekt Red basically said, hey, uh, uh, or a day earlier, they said, hey, if you guys want a refund, reach out to Sony and Xbox, right? And Sony, of course, has a very stingent um, return exchange policy. Uh, They don't do it really ever at all um a lot of like steam hmm. i know lets you play for two hours and if you don't like the game you can you know get a refund but sony doesn't do any of that if you buy the game and download the game you it's too bad if it doesn't run that it doesn't, doesn't work yeah. whatever so sony was getting a lot of bad pr for their for their uh refund policy so i think sony was like well you know what fuck it if you guys you know if you want to re- refund on on cyberpunk great we'll give it to you um and you know obviously that hurts cd project um and i think i think it was the right move i'm playing on i'm playing on playstation 5 right now and um yes it runs better than it does on playstation 4 but it does not look great um texture pop-ins are really bad it's blurry um i've had three game crashes where it completely crash the application and a couple other game breaking uh glitches it's it's a mess man uh and i can't even imagine if it run if that's how it's running on my playstation 5 i can't imagine how it would run on the pro or the playstation uh the og playstation and you know obviously these are you know the original playstation is eight years old right it, it's it's old hardware um but this was honestly but in my the- opinion it's kind of egregious that that the the higher ups at CD Projekt greenlit this thing when they knew that it wasn't ready.
0: Yeah, a lot of people I've seen on the internet are using the excuse, "Well, you know, stop playing it on an eight-year-old console." And the thing about that is, look, or seven-year-old console, it's like, it's like, look, that might be true, but Red Dead Redemption Two is also a very technical advanced technically advanced game with a, a huge level of attention to detail and it runs at a locked 30 it missed some dips on on a base ps4 but still it, it that game can run there's no reason that cyberpunk shouldn't be able to run i think what we're dealing with is uh cd project just kind of focused a little bit too much on the uh probably uh pc port of this game and to where I don't think they put enough attention to detail in the consoles. I think this game was nowhere near ready. It's completely blatantly obvious, and they probably shouldn't have shipped it yet. Uh, the problem with all that being said is it's 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 kind of a damned if we do, damned if we don't because they've already delayed this game three times, right? So when they delay, if they delayed it a fourth time the internet would still be sending them death threats like they are about the, everything that's going on with the broken game. So I think they were kind of in a catch-22. I think management made some very poor decisions. I don't think they were transparent at all about how it ran on uh, last-gen hardware. Uh, which they is came what out this and game- said that
1: it ran, quote, surprisingly well, is the yeah, quote that they had about uh, two months ago. I mean, it's it's egregious. It's it's awful. and And When they delayed it, you're right, they they have delayed the game a bunch, but what they should have done instead of delaying it for a month, you know, three times, they should have just come out and said, look, guys, this thing needs a year more in the oven. It needs a year, at least a year in the oven, because that's that's from what I'm seeing and and the the bugs and the glitches that I'm experiencing. I mean, the game is it's it's like pre alpha at best in a
0: lot of spots.
1: Um, And that
0: sucks, man. The experience I'm having with it is nowhere near close to anything I've read. Um, I've read even people with Series X, like I'm playing it on. Uh, there's people that have, are having the same kind of problems you're having. I'm not. I've had I've had some glitches. I've had some bugs. I've had nothing game breaking. I had one one mission that the the quest would not finish, and so I restarted it. Um. So, you know, it 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 is a uh, it's it's hard for me to kind of. I, I totally agree with what everybody's saying, the flack that this game is getting, the hate that it's getting, the the uh, not so much the vitriol, but the 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 reason why people are upset, I totally understand, because this game is we still are not playing a PS5 or Xbox Series X version. We're playing the no. PS4 version on PS5. We're playing the Xbox One version on Series X. Um I totally get everything that everybody has. I'm just not seeing any of those complaints. Like I'm actually having a great time with the game. It's running fine. Um, to me, it is my game of the year so far because of the attention to detail, the storytelling, uh, just, just the, the world itself, like night city to me does feel actually alive. Um, I think next week, um, I'll probably, when we do our podcast for next week, um, or weeks as we are, have been tend to do lately. Um, (laughs) I, I'll probably have the game beaten by then and I'll give a full full review. I'm about 16 and a half hours into the game right now. Mm. Um, so I'm loving it. I'm having a great time. But with that being said, I do see everything uh, that's going on. You'd mentioned, you know, Sony was uh, did start offering refunds and then, Uh, Two days ago, they they finally said, look, okay, this game is just such a bad mess. On December 17th, they pulled it from the PlayStation Store. This comes to you via Jay Peters of The Verge. Sony is pulling Cyberpunk 27 from the PlayStation Store and offering full refunds for anyone who bought the game from the digital storefront. The company said on Thursday, if you wanted to start the refund process now, Sony says visit the page and sign in the PlayStation account to submit a request. However, later that evening, Sony said it is aware some users are experiencing issues, accessing the refund form. If you're seeing those issues, you might want to try again later. Um, they pulled it. I don't think this has ever happened, uh, something like this. And... Um, from a big AAA developer um, and publisher uh, like CD Projekt Red is, uh, CD Projekt Red has came out and released uh, several statements via Twitter. Uh, let's see the most recent one, and we'll talk about this in just a second. Um, they have released, if I can pull it up here. Sorry, oh, uh, fun two sta- two statements. Um, this was on December eighteenth. Uh, following our discussion with PlayStation, a decision was made to temporarily suspend digital distribution of Cyberpunk 27 on the PlayStation store. You can still buy physical versions of the game in brick and mortar stores online and online. All purchased digital and physical copies of the game will continue to receive support and updates as we continue to improve your experience. According to our knowledge, starting today, everyone who is not willing to wait for updates and wants to refund their digital copy of the game can do so by submitting a request. They provide a uh, link to PlayStation Store. We're working hard to bring Cyberpunk 27 back to PlayStation store as soon as possible. So that was uh, two days ago, or yesterday, excuse me. And then um, later on that day, they released another statement saying, we've just started reaching out to people who sent us message with the confirmation of the receipt. We send these emails out in waves, so don't worry if you don't receive an answer immediately. At the same time, we'd like you to know that our intention is for every owner of a physical copy or a digital copy bought at retail who has valid proof of purchase to receive a refund. We will do this out of our own pocket if necessary. If you are unable to obtain a refund for the game from the store where you bought it, please contact us via email until December 1st, as this is a one-time in- Sin- initiative we will provide everyone with the steps only after the refund request submission window closes for digital versions please follow the refund process of each respective platform so i, I do i've always liked this and, and this is so what's so weird about this cd project red um going from the witcher 3 release and onward they've been such a uh, a community focused uh Studio, they've, they, you know, released tons of free DLC for the Witcher. Um, The only, the only storied expansions you did have to pay for, but they released tons of in-game cosmetics and things like that, uh, that the, um, the developer came out and said, you know, we believe these things to be free items and that's how companies should treat it. And so they were kind of being like anti EA, anti-consumerism. And um, to see just the, the non-transparency, the way they released this was very, almost, almost deceptive I mean what it, it is deceptive and yeah to um, it was just not like them right this was kind of surprising and I'm wondering if the hype around this game and how much money it was scheduled to make from pre-orders if if you know money money does talk and I'm wondering uh, just really what went down with management at CD project right because this just seemed so out of character for them but at the end of the day they are a company uh, and companies like to make money well, it's now. ironic
1: too. The game is about you know, big corporations taking over and and, <laughs> and fucking everybody over and you know it, it's what the higher ups did. and I, I want to be clear as well when when the game is working, I'm having a fantastic time with it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I really enjoy the game. I think it is very well crafted. I think some of the I think it suffers a little bit from uh, a little bit of sporadic writing. I feel like tonally. Um, there are certain side missions and certain quests that don't feel, um, as coherent as maybe I was expecting it to it's, there seems Mm -hmm. to be almost a tale of two games in there a little bit. But with that being said, I like both, uh, like I, am not having any issues with the story. I'm really enjoying everything. I think at some, I think, you know, um, and we'll get into this in our review next week. I, I just want everyone to know that while I'm experiencing these bugs and glitches, uh, I still think what's there is is solid, is a really really great game, you know, um, yeah. and it's it's such a goddamn shame that CD Projekt uh, fucked it up this bad because this. This would be a much different conversation. We we should be talking about the cool things that we're finding in the world, and and the cool and see, NPCs I, that we run into, and the awesome side
0: quests, and the guns, it sucks. and I am know. having those things. I am having those things, and I do want to talk about those things. But it seems like nobody else is, and maybe maybe I'm seeing it through rose-colored eyes, right? Uh, rose-tinted glasses. Maybe maybe I just. Um, really am enjoying this game for what it is. And when we do receive that next gen update, I'll be even more blown away. I, my, my goal is to beat this game um on. I picked street kid to start off with. I'm going to go through it, be, beat it. And once I do that, I, I'm going to put it away until the next gen update comes out. But I do have every intention of finishing this. And it just, it's sad because I am enjoying the game, but I know a lot of people are having problems and rightfully so. They, they I'm everybody's complaints are justified. I just hate that. Uh, I'm having a good time with it and a lot of people aren't. And that's that seems to be the thing, too, is that there are a lot
1: of people that are having good experiences, right? Where, yes, it's buggy and, you know, they're flying cars and, you know, you glitch in through the world and things like that. But some of that stuff can be forgiven, right? If it's if the game is working and it's not completely game breaking and and. That's where, you know, I okay, yeah, you know, the dude handed me the gun and it was like glitching through his hands and like, you know, I had all that kind of stuff. But it, the game kept moving, right? It's not that big of a deal. Is it immersion breaking? Yes. Is it difficult for a game that is so story focused to see those things, to see characters' hair flying all over the place when I'm sitting having yeah. a serious conversation in a bar? Yes, it's a little distracting. But, it, you know, those, those are things that I can... I can move past generally, but when my console crashes and when I'm in the middle, like there was a story mission I posted on, on Twitter uh, and no spoilers, but there's a big event that happens. Right. And it's fucking crazy. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, we got to We got to get out of here. Right. And the character just freezes. And I'm like, you know, oh, yeah. I'm like, you know, this is such a, are you talking such about a the, great...
0: the, the part, the part in the penthouse in the penthouse? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, you know, it's an
1: amazing story and I'm, I'm enthralled, right? I'm loving this moment and I have to restart from a save and load back in and watch the cutscene again. And I'm like, really? Like, I just, it breaks your immersion. Yeah. And, and it sucks because what's there is so good. And that's, that mission is so great. Minus all the, you know, there's some, there are some things game design wise missions that I'm not thrilled about. Um, mainly I just don't like the gadget stuff. I don't like ha- I don't like the hacking and the gadget stuff.
0: I'm, right I'm trying now, to get used a little. The the, the menu for all that is very convoluted. It's kind of mushed together, and it's very. I I this The Witcher Three had this problem when it came out. The original UI and menu that you edit Geralt and uh, choose like his upgrades and things like that was completely different. The skill tree and all those things was completely different on launch to how it is now. If you play the game, and I I don't know why they didn't learn from that mistake then because this the menu the menu that is one of my gripes with this game. The menu is a little. Hard to navigate and excessive. Uh, once you yeah. go into like these these backpack and some of these things, it, it is very difficult to navigate. And I'm sure eventually they will have an an update for that as well. But they've got a lot more stuff to work on besides uh, tweaks for the game itself.
1: Yeah, I mean they and what sucks too is that our PS5 and Xbox Series X versions are most likely going to be put on the back burner now. Um, because I, they just have to get the console to run on fucking base yeah, PS4 and yeah. Xbox, and it and that, it, it really, I mean, that's what really I think is is bothering me is that I was going from Cyberpunk and I switched on to Destiny, and I was like, holy fuck, man! I'm like, Destiny looks incredible and plays incredibly. Um, and and I go back to Cyberpunk and it's good, right? It runs at 60 frames.
0: It's pretty. But much it, it's locked. not how it should be on a PS5. Yeah, it just doesn't. And I, look I will. Right. I will say. I will say that too. I mean, like I'm having a good time with it, but um, it seeing how it runs like on a 3090 uh, GTX graphics card compared to the series X um, it's definitely not where it should be for the a console with this much power. Um, so it is disheartening. Uh, but I do think CD project red, I think there's a lot of people that really care. And I think there's a lot of people that are really upset. And I do really, really feel for these developers. Me um, too. People got to realize these developers have worked on this game for six years nonstop. Um, I think some of them probably knew we've had reports uh, from Jason Schreier uh, that of like company workplace and things like that, that may are having a little bit more, Uh, credit to them because of some things that i've seen i sent you a tweet or a text i saw from twitter the other day it was a screenshot from inside the game i have still tried to yet find a news article uh or a news outlet like ign or the verge or vg247 nobody has reported on this and it was some random guy on twitter came across this um when when all of the um bugs were really being talked about at that first launch. It's a, uh, a shard and which if you don't know shards are what you like notes, you find in the game, kind of like a, kind of like the in-game world story building that uh, the division uses. Yes. uh, To tell stories that that's what shards are. And this shard, it looks to be a review of a video game. And, It's an uh, in-game, non-existent game from inside the game, I guess. It's called, it says, the title of the shard is Review Bloody Bout 7, What Went Wrong. Just when we thought Macroware was done putting out unfinished games, we get this piping hot plate of spaghetti code. Frankly, I don't even know where to start from the story mode, which feels like it was cobbled together from the half-baked ideas of six writers working in different time zones to the non-intuitive tutorials, to the ridiculous log that had me make up, uh, had me up making a fresh cup of coffee between each punch. And finally to the head scratching localization foul ups. Honestly, the dialogues make no sense in any language. What the hell were they originally written in? Swiss? This seems, if this is real, obviously a dev put that in there to kind of, with everything that's going on, I don't know if this was written intentionally to make fun of other companies, such as Bethesda or things like that, or if this was a shot at CD Projekt Red itself. It, it with everything that's going on, it's very easy to read into that and say this was a dev that was pissed off about this game, knew it wasn't ready and put this in the game. That's kind of what
1: it seems. And, I, you know, it, it's sad because the devs are the ones that are working very, very hard on this game. And they know they know the state it's in. Right. They they have to know they're extremely talented developers Um, and you just know that it was the higher ups who wanted to get the game out and said they'll people, people won't care. They'll buy it anyways. They'll buy it. Don't worry. They'll buy it. And they were correct, but they also underestimated, I think the power of, of the gaming community, uh, Mm -hmm. in this, in the, in the sense that when things suck, everyone knows about it. It's not, this is not a game that you can put out in, in 1999. That's broken, right? (coughs) This is, um, this is a massive AAA title, one that has been it was supposed to be the RPGs to end RPGs. You know, for better or for worse. Yeah. Is it going to live up to the hype? Of course not. No game will ever live up to hype like that. But the it comes down to releasing the game too early, and that is is something that could have been prevented. And they, what they should have done, and and here's here's what I would have done if I was CD Projekt, I would have said you can play the game on PC and you can play the PS4 version after the patch on Xbox and PlayStation 5 right the the new the new console the current gens but last gen needs time to cook i'm sorry the game is very ambitious yeah and, that's all they had to do right and and, is just and we know that statement. we're yeah we we know that we're alienating 90% of the people that want to play the game on base PlayStation 4s and Xbox however The experience that you would get on those consoles will not be up to snuff, and and that's what they needed to come out and do. And 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 we're and you know people we've been talking about this forever. We just want transparency and honesty from these companies. And CD Projekt had such a good reputation for doing that for for being open for being transparent. And and look, you take you can anybody that knows about technology and video games could look at what they were showing in those preview events and think to yourself how the fuck is this going to run on a base PlayStation 4 it's you know like the 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 lighting and what has to load and the rendering and the textures when you look at all of that it doesn't scream PlayStation 4 and, and Xbox uh, Xbox 1 it just doesn't and but that's the thing right is that they knew that And they built these things on super beefy PCs and all this stuff. And Mm -hmm. they also, this game has been in development for a long time. So it's not like it was, they started developing this in the middle of the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One generation. That's when this game started development, if not a little bit before, if not six years, right? So you have to take into account that they knew full well the devs knew that this thing wasn't going to run that well on base PlayStation and Xbox One, and they either were going to try to maybe fix it later, or they thought it would be okay, or we just don't know. And that's what's that's what's strange to me, is how do you develop a game where, when you look at Red Dead, you look at The Last of Us Part Two, you look at a lot of these games that come out on the, on the last gen consoles and run really well and look fucking beautiful. Um, I couldn't believe what I was playing. In Red Dead, um, yeah. on my on my base PlayStation Four and how well it ran. That's I the can't kind of stuff runs on a PS. 4 I mean, let alone but the that, Pro. That is why Rockstar is Rockstar, and mm-hmm. and in my mind, before this game was released, CD Projekt Red was right up there with Rockstar in my mind as people who I will play your open world games. I will play them because it's it's not Bethesda, and they released this, and I couldn't. I honestly was sad. I was sad when I heard all of this news because I was so hyped and so ready to play this game. And I knew that I'm playing somewhat of a a broken version of it. And that's disappointing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. To be, to be a little bit fair and pay, play devil's advocate, Rockstar is a company of 1,600 people. Yes. Uh, CD Projekt Red is a company of 600. Um, right. Granted, they've they've grown tremendously since the success of Witcher 3. Uh, they added 400 people to the development of Witcher 3 once, I think, because they, they were only a company of like 50 to 200 people or something small. Um, but with that being said, The Witcher 3 was so polished, it is tied for first place in my favorite game of all time. So... It, I totally get what you're saying. It does not have that level of rock star attention to detail. Uh, I mean, it does it have attention to detail, but but the, but the polish of it and it, it's it, it it kind of it, it makes you wonder when GTA Six comes out, are they going to poke fun at Cyberpunk somehow? I, I can see it being sure. like, hey, we're still the we're still the fucking kings, and this is why. And and it's
1: sad because I think I think Cyberpunk is better than GTA Five.
0: I I, think, I firmly I, I, believe that. I was going to say that playing cyberpunk, yes, I, I do too. I think it has the potential to be um, way better than Grand Theft Auto V um, from a campaign perspective, uh, open world design and things like that. I think when it's all said and done, I think over the course of the next year, whenever we get these, uh, whenever they iron out the bugs, whenever they get this thing running the best that they can, and I don't know if they can, and maybe the engine that they used just can't run on ps4 that might like people need to be prepared for that they can patch it as well as they can um but it might be a problem with the proprietary engine that they're using and so people do need to be prepared for that but i do think when it's all said and done i think this company given the transparency that they usually have and the reputation that they did have uh i i do think it is a a talented group of people that care and I, I really think you're going to see a completely different product. And I do think sometime around the end of summer, start of fall, you'll see like the maybe the, the next gen version. And uh, hopefully um, and, and, it, and it really being talked about as the redemption, almost like a no man's sky fallout 76 situation. Right. Um, and I think it could win game of the year next year.
1: Uh, the game will be fixed, 100%. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. Those The devs are extremely talented over there, uh, and I think they're going to want to get this right. Um, I, I don't know how well it will end up running on those base consoles. I'm assuming it will at least run at a locked 30. People are reporting motion sickness. The game is making people vomit. That's how <laughs> unstable it is on PlayStation 4. I mean, that's that's pretty bad.
0: And, and I, like, I think some of that is a little bit overzealous, a little bit dramatic. I mean,
1: if you're if you get motion sickness and the game is chugging along and you got a big TV, it's possible.
0: But I, I, I'm not I, saying I, it's not. I, I just think I think that there is a lot of mixed vitriol in all of this that is unwarranted. Sure. And I think, and I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle. But I've honestly wanted to download it on my PlayStation 4 Pro just yeah, to yeah, see. Yeah. Just to see how it uh it runs um and i i might do that i might i might test it out because it's uh it i think it would be a little bit funny um but you know i i cd project will fix this game and it sucks that the narrative is being taken over by all of this bugginess and and, and issues because what's there is really great um and i wish we could jump into the minutiae of the game like we usually do um and and talk about you know, UI and really get into the nitty gritty, which we will. Um, But I I'm going to I'm probably going to push through it on PlayStation five. It might take me a little bit longer than you, um, only because when I run into some of these things, I it's hard for me to boot it back up when I can go over and play destiny, uh, which I I played. I don't even know, five hours of destiny yesterday. And I I texted you and I was just like, God damn, how is this game still so good? Um, I told you. I, 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 I know and, and, and i back. know and I, <laughs> I and i'm 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 very happy to be here um again uh with destiny it's just it's a it's a chef's kiss of a game uh and and cyberpunk is too it just needs to be ironed out a bit and when that P- ps5 version comes uh, so i started street kid i will most likely play through it um on all three corpo and um yeah what is it uh outsider nomad nomad, nomad. Uh, I will most likely play through it three times um, because I think the game is is that good I really do I, I think it's fantastic uh, the controls are a little floaty at times and you know whatever whatever but I, I I'm very excited um, for the game to get fixed I am sure a lot of people are uh and and honestly Joseph we're we're lucky that we're playing it on the consoles that we that we are and it because if we weren't able to get these next gen consoles we'd be having a much different conversation right now i think
0: oh 100% um, 100% um, you had mentioned uh, Cyberpunk will get this fixed. They are already taking steps. This got released this morning by CD Projekt Red on their website. Hotfix 1.05, December 19th, 2020. Hotfix one oh five is now live on Xbox and PlayStation systems. PC version will follow soon. Here's a list of changes. Uh, basically go into it. I mean, I'm just going to kind of one, two, three. I mean there's over like 60 bullet points just on wow. glitches alone on quests. Um there's some bullet points for gameplay, fixing visuals, um UI map overlay issues, um fixed an issue with weapon crosshair persisting on screen, multiple stability improvements including crash fixes, off-screen explosions make noise now. Uh just just a ton of things that they are working on. So they are, are they are hard at work. Um if, if you were listening and you're having a bad time with this game, put it down, go play yep. something else, get off Twitter, and, and just let them try to fix it. Get your refund if you want a refund. I suggest people that are demanding refunds don't, because if you are playing this on a PS4, base, pro, Xbox One, Xbox One X, whatever you were playing it on. Give it time. Hold on to your copy because you will get that free update uh, upgrade to the next gen. Whenever that does come out, if you haven't got a next gen console yet, I'm assuming most people that are playing cyberpunk are going to be getting a next gen console at some point over the next six to eight months. um, I would say, hold on to it so you can get that free upgrade. Um, But I, 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 if if you want to go ahead and get your refund now, I can't blame you for that either. So You know, that's the, that's the cyberpunk, uh, and CD project red debacle of 2020. And you know, like what we're almost done with 2020. We have literally less than a week and a half left in this shitty um, abysmal year that it has been, but Mm. what better way to close it out than the most anticipated game of the last 10 years, uh, it runs like shit. Yeah. (laughs) being being literally
1: 2020 in a nutshell. Yeah
0: it was very 2020 of that game to, to, of course, of course we wouldn't get a great, what we were expecting. So, you know, <laughs> that is that, um, with CD project red, we wish the best. I, I hope that game gets fixed. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm having a blast and, uh, yeah,
1: I, when it works, I'm having a blast too. It's fucking
0: great, man. So like I had said, we have been playing, I, you've been playing it on PS five. Yes. And I said at the, st- the start of the show, You know, a lot of people knew that I was trying to get uh, either an Xbox Series X or a PS5, whichever I could get across first. And I finally was able to get an Xbox Series X. Uh, Our last episode, Kevin did a deep dive into the PlayStation 5. I am going to give you guys my deep dive of the Xbox Series X. Yes, I'm very excited about this. So let me just start this off by saying this is the best console I've ever owned Uh, as far as like the power um, the functionality and, and the, the, the things that are offered inside of it. Um, No console has come close to this. Uh, The PS4 at launch, you know, we had so much UI, UI issues, freezing and accessing the store and things like that. And, I'll start with it, the box itself. Um, I really do like the design of this thing. I didn't at first, you know. We kind of talked shit on it because I do. Th- I still think the PS5 design looks better. I wish it was black, uh, but I do think it is a cooler looking system. Um, but I did give kind of some unwarranted shit talk to the Series X, looking like a refrigerator, and it does. But there's something minimalistic about it that is that is very impressive to me. It's, it's this big cube. It's uh, it has, you know, the vent fans in in the top, uh, to let the, uh, oscillating fan, the, to let the air out. And, um, it is incredibly quiet. Uh, even on cyberpunk, this console does not make a sound. It, I have played, as far as uh, next-gen games, um, the only next-gen game I've played is Black Ops Cold War and, the, and then the uh, Series X update for Destiny 2. I have not played anything. I have not played Valhalla. I have not played uh, Watch Dogs Legion yet. Those are the only true next-gen games that are out currently out right now. But I have played Call of Duty Black Ops. Um, I've played Doom Eternal, Gears nice. of War 5, um... Fallout 76, just to try it. And uh, I-, I did download Fortnite. The Xbox Series X enhanced version of Fortnite looks amazing too in 4K. Uh, that game is just unbelievably pretty. The art style in Fortnite itself and yeah. running it 4K on next-gen 4K60 is just insane. So uh, those are pretty much uh, the main games. Oh, and I did download the uh, Xbox Series X update for No Man's Sky. Oh, nice. Now, before I get into how these games run. Uh, I want to talk about the console, um, the it's powering up. It, it's got this. It's, it's so cool. It's like, you know, the, the you, know, you know, the green screen splash with the white logo of Xbox. Yes. So it redid that this, the screen is black and the Xbox logo pops up and it's just this sleek, sexy, silvery silver Ooh. That, that pops up and it like says Sir, Xbox series X. And then it goes right into your menu. Um, the menu itself. Now, I hadn't owned. I, I did own a Series S. I didn't play it that much. I had a, a launch Xbox One, and I've had a 360. The menu itself is is very similar to uh, Xbox One, the the later update that they did to it when they revamped the the Xbox One menu. Um, it's it's just a. Uh, it's very user-friendly it's very easy to navigate now i did have some issues at first getting used to it again because i've been so used to playstation playstation's been the only console that i've played for the last probably when did the pro come out 2017 yes so the pro has been the only console that i've played in three years so getting used to that menu was very hard to navigate um getting to the settings and things like that um but when you first turn it on and haven't uh done anything yet it asks you to download the xbox app i download the xbox app on my phone i sign in with my microsoft account that i already have on uh, pc and it just plugs in everything for me wow it, that's really nice it, tra- it transfers over all of my friends from my xbox account on pc um it it it, it loads any game that i've purchased on pc through microsoft is available like sea of thieves was automatically it said would you like to download sea of thieves again and like all of this was available right from the start. And so it was very uh, user friendly uh, experience. Um, I want to talk about Xbox games pass for a second. Yeah. So right after you set up everything, it asks if you would like to set up Xbox game pass. I'm already a games pass member on PC. It combined those. I went into my, I set up for Xbox games pass. And I I was looking to go cancel my PC Games Pass, and I'm looking through there, and I couldn't find it anymore. And I went under my subscriptions on Microsoft's website, and it combined the subscription to the $1599, which is Games Pass Ultimate. I still have access to Games Pass on PC. I did not know it was going to do that. So that's very cool as well. That Um, is really cool. it basically merged everything together. So Xbox game pass ultimate, as you know, uh, comes with Xbox games pass and then the EA play, uh, which has all of EA's games. Um, I did download, um, star Wars, uh, Jedi fallen order and nice. played through that and running on a series X in performance mode is, is, is incredible. Uh, the visuals, they looked exactly the same. Uh, I also downloaded The Witcher 3, which also has a performance mode built into the Series X version of it, where it I think. So I'm going to talk about how, you know, we had discussed that CD Projekt Red is going to initially um, eventually or excuse me, eventually give a next gen update to Witcher 3. Yes. I don't see why they need to, because I think they either messed up or decided- on performance mode and quality mode, the resolution is still at 4K. It does not change at all, but it locks it to 30. But on performance mode, it's still 4K running at 60, and it looks phenomenal. I have not noticed a different difference on my TV um, in those two modes. And, and I'm like, why would they? Uh, if they're going to update that game, I can't imagine what it's going to look like because it already looks phenomenal running at 4k 60 on, on that series X beautiful, beautiful game. Uh, There's uh, the most beautiful game was the updated version of gears of war five. Me and a friend have been playing through this uh, campaign. We're actually probably going to play a little bit tonight. Uh, This is the, this is the prettiest game on series X is gears five. The, the update that they've done to the graphics to run at 4k 60 is just insane i can't describe to you how beautiful gears of war 5 is running on this machine um but just the just and we've talked about the value of games pass i'm not going to go into all that but just the the fact that it's just right there for you when you turn on the device and and takes you into the menu to show you what you're getting and just the i think there's over 115 games you can download um some for Xbox 360, some for Xbox one. And then, you know, several of the games, I think destiny two, gears of war, no man's sky, um, doom eternal. There, there are games that have updates for enhancements for series X. And I'm sure there'll be more to come as the, as the months go on. Uh, they just added the elder scrolls, five Skyrim to games pass right after I bought it. Cause I wanted to see how it ran. So of course I got bit by that, which a lot of people are complaining <laughs> about. They, they, they add games, right. When people buy them, it seems to be uh, control just got added. I can't wait to play that eventually. That's cool. I, yeah. So it, it's, a, it's a phenomenal deal. And we've, we've, we've talked at ad nauseum about how great of a deal games pass is uh, yeah. as a service. Um, the controller. So, it does not have haptic feedback, obviously it it is no, it is no dual sense five from everything you said, but I really do like it over the Xbox one version controller. They're, they're pretty much identical. Uh, the only difference is with this is now they've added a, added added a capture button, kind of like PlayStation where you can go in and do, uh, video capture and, and capture screenshots or video using the button on the controller, uh, kind of like the share on the PS4, uh, DualSense or DualShock 4 um the the back of the controller it's all plastic but it has this like texturized grips that it's very it at first glance it kind of feels cheaply made but you get it gets so comfortable in your hands and the triggers feel very good they're kind of rounded at the edges uh they're smooth they don't click um and the the backs of the triggers actually have these grooves built into them for added grip, and that was always a good thing, right? That one of my big complaints, even on my Xbox Elite controller that I'm also using on the Series X, uh, the the grips, the triggers are always smooth, right? Like even the PS4 controller had like kind of like a texturized on the R1 and R2 triggers. Mm-hmm. Um, Xbox, they've always been smooth. The bumpers are smooth. The, the, the triggers are smooth. This, they've added grooves to it, which actually kind of do help you from uh, sliding off. Like, if you're playing something competitive, you're getting a little bit sweaty. It does yeah. help uh, keep that grip and keep that controller um, in your hands. Um, the the sticks, it, it's it's basically just a kind of a, a better version of the Xbox One controller. I can't really say anything more better or worse Um the battery it comes with two AA batteries. They they still have not done that, which it kind of boggles my mind that this is a new next gen console and we, we're still have to put batteries in Xbox controllers. That that is a complaint of mine. That's been a that obviously you know that's been something that's happened since the Xbox 360. Um, I do own two battery packs that you can buy uh, for the Xbox One controllers that uh, work inside the Series X controller. And, and I've, I do charge them to kind of mitigate having to replace batteries. But uh, as far as the battery life itself, I, I never ran out of the original AAA batteries. I just put chose to put in my uh, battery pack so I didn't have to change out batteries. Uh, but it seems to have a pretty decent battery life. It does seem to last a lot longer than the Xbox One controller. Um. But that's pretty much it. Uh, I do like, I bought my uh, stepson also. He has the series S. Um, I've kind of played around with that just to kind of see the difference between them. Uh, Uh, I do like the white controller, but it does feel exactly the same as the series X. So it's just white. Um, Right. We've been talking about, we may trade controllers, but uh, it's, uh, it is, it is a great system. It's very powerful. I, you know, obviously, there is nothing that has tapped into the full power of this console. I can't wait to see what uh, a first party studio game specifically made for Xbox Series X, like i.e., Halo, when it does come out, how it performs on the system. Um, I really think uh, Resident Evil uh, 8 is going to run and look great on this game on this console. These are, these are kind of the games that I'm excited for. I I really think this is going to be the, I I had first said that I don't think you're going to see really a difference between PS five and Xbox series X and at at its whole, I don't think you will, but I do. I, I, I do notice how powerful this thing can be just from the, the able, the way it's able to run cyberpunk 2077 on performance mode. Um, like I said, I'm not having really any issues with that game at all. Uh, or I, am, you know what I mean? Like I'm not having the yes. major issues that people are having. I, I think I, that's kind of telling that some PlayStation fives are so, and you know, obviously the series S is less powerful than both of those consoles and it's having a lot of issues too. I think it just kind of, I think part of that is the, the processing power of the series X.
1: Yeah. I, I think that, I think the Series X is definitely has a, a excuse me, a small leg up in that um, region for sure, and I think that yeah. you know those third party games are going to run very well on the on the Series X. Now, just a couple questions uh, from the outside looking in: uh, Is it is it when you booted up Gears Five, right, and and you looked mm. at it? How big of a difference was it from stepping up from the the PlayStation 4 Pro or the last gen consoles? Is it is it as mind blowing as uh as it should be, I
0: guess? For Gears 5, yes. Um, I played Gears 4 on PC and uh this game looks and run like granted, I played on a mono a 1080p monitor, 144 uh a 1080p 144 hertz monitor. Uh and I'm playing on a 4K TV. But yeah, I mean, it's night and day. Like it's not even comparable the the way that Gears 5 looks to Gears 4 and playing on the Series X and uh, the load times on the Series X are phenomenal. I think Cyberpunk from pushing start to getting into game takes about maybe seven seven seconds. Yeah, the load and, times are uh,
1: huge. Uh, on, on on PlayStation as well. That's one of the best things about this new generation
0: is the SSDs. Yeah, and and so uh, Gears Five, all these games, I just it just it, it is like you had said, right? We you almost don't think about it anymore because you're just right. so like uh, it's so quick. You're just like this is how it should be. So you don't really notice how quick it is until you really start to actively pay attention to it. So yeah, that that that's that's one great thing. Um, quick resume. I've used quick quick resume once it's really cool I think it's a I think for people that uh, like to swap between games a lot it's 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 a cool feature I'm honestly never gonna use it really because I when I start a game I play it and then when I'm done I do you know like I go to the options and I I, I exit out of it I close it so I don't really use quick resume it's a cool feature. I, I think it's cool that it's in there, uh, but I I, re- I always if I'm playing a game, I'm playing that game until I'm not gonna want to play it anymore. You know what I mean?
1: Right. I'm the same way. And plus the the loading times on these games are so quick, anyways. It just it's kind of like does Okay. Well, it is a useless feature. Yeah. I and that's and that's kind of one of the things I was wondering is that are you going to use quick resume because I, I feel like we use our systems pretty similarly in that when I play a game, I play it. I'm done. I switch over. I'm not going back and forth between destiny, cyberpunk and, and Spider-Man, right. You know, that's, that's not really how I use my system. And, and I would rather just kind of clean it up and, and make sure everything's running nice and smooth and, and not have all of those things done and pre-rendered or whatever. I don't even know how it works, but you know, I, I, I think that, I think it's a cool feature for people maybe that like to jump around, but I, I don't think that's a feature that I would necessarily use on the Xbox as much. Um, You know, but I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe in two months you come back on the podcast and you're like, actually, you know what? I fucking love Quick Resume because of X, Y, and Z. And it it helps with this and it's nice with that. So it's still kind of early, right? And as I'm, as I'm using the PlayStation 5 more and kind of screwing with the UI and, and, and moving through and, you know, feeling the controller with the triggers. And one thing Destiny 2 does not have is the adaptive triggers uh, for, destiny so it has Mm. the haptic feedback but it doesn't have the adaptive triggers which to be completely honest i am not that upset about um i really like the adaptive triggers in in some cases but you shoot so much in destiny that i think it would get in the way um i I think it would work better for something like cyberpunk yeah i think it would work better for something like cyberpunk i would love to feel how some of those pistols you know the kick kick kickback and the feedback from all of that would be really nice Um, but you know, even with borderlands, right, you shoot so much in borderlands and they do have the adaptive triggers on there as well. And it's, it's nice and it's cool, right? You really do get a great feeling, um, for the guns and they feel different. Same thing with black ops. Um, and it, it, it's great for single player stuff, but as soon as you get into something competitive, you're going to turn them off anyways. Um, but you know, it does add a level of immersion and, and it's something that, um, it's it's a cool feature, and uh, I think I think the controller is is a big thing for Sony, uh, and they're gonna start marketing and pushing that as well. Just because it's something different, right? And Xbox is, has Quick Resume, which you know might not be a big deal for us, but but certainly could be for a lot of other gamers. And and I'm just excited that you know you were able to to get the console and 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 acquire it and and use it. And, and love it as much as i I knew you would, because uh this next generation or the current gen now um, brings a lot like big upgrades i, I really think these consoles are are ex- just leaps and bounds above the old consoles uh, oh
0: yeah and I what think they so can too. do and, and
1: it's gonna change gaming forever um
0: I, I i we're gonna look back on on the last gen. Uh, and because and you be have, like, and, and here's, <laughs> here's kind of how I know both of these consoles are so much more better than their predecessors, because just, I, I, I know we did not get the right version of cyberpunk that a lot of people wanted, but the version that we're both playing are the PS4 and Xbox one versions. Yes. And we are having a night and day difference from everybody else that is playing on last gen. And I think that's just telling of the hardware. Like, yes, the, the granted, Neither one of us are where the game should be, but it is it is actually playable on PS4 or excuse me, PS5 and Series X as to where it is completely almost unplayable on Xbox One and PS4. So yes. that alone is just kind of telling to me that if an unoptimized last gen version of that game runs so much better on the Series X, like I can't wait to see what games that are made for these consoles actually do. And it, it's, it's going to be fun. Um, I haven't had any crashes. I haven't had any issues. Um, a lot of people, like I said, I've been playing Black Ops, and a lot of people had said on Series X, you know, we'd heard of consoles getting bricked. Haven't had one crash. And uh, I kind of mitigated that myself. I kind of uh, took a, some steps to get ahead of the game. I, I, I read articles that turning off ray tracing in the mm-hmm. menu before playing actually defeats that and i don't know if that's been patched yet i'll look into that and if it has i'll turn ray tracing back on uh but i have ray tracing off and i haven't had one crash i haven't had one problem um there is one issue and i don't know if you've if this is the same on ps5 i wanted to ask you when i'm playing uh black ops on series x and i i'm i noticed that the lobby is probably majority last gen consoles and especially playing against people mainly on PlayStation mm-hmm. there is so much lag there is so much uh input lag there's uh, frame drops um it's 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 kind of insane so I are you having any of those issues on PS5 where if it puts you in a lobby that's either dominated by Xbox users or if you know you're playing with people on PS4 does it dip so the dips uh I believe from research that
1: I have done is based on the strict skill-based matchmaking the higher level lobbies that you're in um the higher your ping is going to be to the server um there are a couple youtube channels that did a deep dive into the skill-based matchmaking one of them shout out to exclusive ace he's my favorite um he did a deep dive into the skill-based matchmaking and he and a couple other uh, youtubers found that on the accounts, because they they do a bunch of different accounts, right? Scrub account, normal account, and then their accounts, which are a higher level, they are getting higher ping and more packet loss in those lobbies than people who are bad at the game. So since you're good at the game, a big reason that you're seeing that and something that I'm seeing as well, is you're experiencing higher ping to the server because they are, instead of what normally happens in a multiplayer game without the strict skill-based matchmaking is that they find the best lobby your bet the best ping to the mm. lobby and that's where you're going to play but now what they're doing is they're punishing even further good players by putting them with better players which you could be you're in Texas you could be matched up with a server someone playing in northern california because that's where the people that are playing at your skill level are, and that's where everyone's going to be pinged from. So that is most likely what you're experiencing. And that um, that because, makes more sense. Yeah, and that's what I'm experiencing as well, right? And it, you know, you can tank your KD to get those smoother lobbies, but it's it's just kind of a mess right now on on Black Ops. I'll get off my soapbox about skill based matchmaking. It, it's really.
0: Yeah, it's just an
1: it's it's, it's, it's just annoying. It's stupid. It, they need to get rid of it
0: and and add pubs and uh, com- competitive right. lobbies. It, it's it's yeah. not that fucking hard. I don't understand why they don't do it. Well, they're because they're um, protecting casuals and
1: and they're protecting the people that don't buy the game every year. And and, and it's, it's fine, so right? Uh, whatever whatever you want to do, uh, you know, to each their own. But it's it's not nearly as fun when I can't just jump on Black Ops and play a couple fun games. I I literally have to sweat around every single fucking mm-hmm. game um and my kd's still at like a one 1.5 right and it's just like uh yeah that's that's so that's what you're experiencing um and it's not just you A, a lot of people are and it's it's mainly people that
0: are skilled at the game yeah playing destiny on uh series X has been a lot of fun as well. Um, that's, that's uh, destiny two and cyberpunk are pretty much the only games that I'm playing right now, other than trying to get through that gears five campaign with, uh, with my friend, cause oping that game is that's, that's, that's what makes gears, gears of war games fun. You've always been able to co-op the game with somebody you want, whether it's split screen or online co-op that they added in four. Um, it may have been in three in judgment. I'm not sure, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, those games are a lot of fun. I can't wait to get back into playing. I'm probably going to go play some cyberpunk when we get done playing, doing this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I like the series X. Um, I really want a PS five just for demon souls, but I keep, and I almost almost bought one the other day. Cause I had a chance and I was like, I really didn't need to spend that money. Cause I need to get more Christmas <laughs> gifts for my family. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't do it. And it was just kind of like, um, I'll do, I just need to wait. Right. Like I'll probably get yeah. a PS five once either horizon or, God of War come out, yeah. Which that's not probably happening till end of May ish for either one yes. of those probably. And I think I think God of War is not coming out next year. I don't. I think that's a 2022 game. I think so too. Um, but um, I do want to play Ghosts and things like that. So uh, yes, I do want to play a PlayStation Five. But having the Series X now, I'm 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 I am I have sustained my. I've qualmed my my angst to play the next gen console, so I'm, I'm having yeah. a lot of fun with it. Kevin, do you have any more questions on the Series X? Um, not particularly.
1: Um, what do you? Uh, I we didn't talk much about the UI. Now I know the UI is very similar to the um to the Xbox One, right? It it's kind mm-hmm. of that that
0: square boxy um type layout right similar to windows it's 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 basic yeah it's very similar to windows and 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 uh, xbox one there's not much difference in in it at all it's there's nothing to write home about Um, it's easy now to navigate once i've gotten used to it but other than that it's it's uh your basic xbox it's basically I, i think i like it's i like the almost the the smallest attention to detail is basically what xbox was going for they went with a lot of hey if it's not broke don't fix it kind of things with this console i think right i think they focused mainly on the uh the uh the hardware itself and instead of the software and and we, we might get a software update later but it runs fine i like that uh, it'll constantly um can update my controllers um the controllers go through updates so uh, doing that and making sure that all my stuff is up to date and up to snuff is is always good. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I I love my Xbox.
1: Yeah, I just can't wait for us to play uh, some Destiny two together. Now that we're on other consoles, it's like we're both playing and grinding and and can't do it together. But that hopefully may, will be may, fixed may,
0: soon in the new year. Maybe we'll stop getting called fucking Sony ponies. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I mean who knows. <laughs> Whatever I don't care. Sony's yeah. still like i I, granted i love my xbox but you know you can't beat those exclusives man
1: yeah i know i'm i'm gonna jump into ghost of tsushima pretty soon here too after cyberpunk and and finally get through that and i want to i mean 4k 60 that game is so fucking beautiful um and i might even go through and just just for shits and giggles play a little bit of the last of us part two as well to see what kind of updates they've got for that um just, just to play through some of the Sony exclusives and see how they're stacking up. I did play a couple hours of persona five. Um, that's obviously not going to see a huge performance boost. The load times are, are, you know, you can blink and you're in the next screen, but you know, that game ran on a PlayStation
0: three. So it, it, you know, it's not that graphically intensive. Yeah. I think, I think Xbox will have, um, I think this year we'll see a lot of, uh, big announcements for, for them moving forward to, to help compete with Sony and it, it'll be, it'll be fun, but I think I'm going to go download some, uh, battlefront two and start playing that. I, uh, I'm on a star Wars kick right now. Cause have you seen the finale? To no, Mandalorian I'm yet? so behind Mandalorian. I've oh only watched one episode. My God, you've only watched one episode. Yes, of the I know. New season
1: or even of, last season of all Mandal- of all the Mandalorian.
0: I, it's so hard.
1: Casey doesn't like watching the Mandalorian. She doesn't like watching shows. She doesn't know about. So I, I've got to like bribe her into into watching it because I everyone. You, I, it's literally a show
0: that is screaming my name, not just dude, calling,
1: screaming.
0: You, I know you like Star Wars, and I know I, I know you are not crazy about it, but I know that you are not like you you want to you you need. To. Season one is okay. Season two has been phenomenal. And if you if you catch a lot of the the, the characters that they introduce, they're from other Star Wars uh, universe shows and things like that. It, 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 I mean, there's there's characters in this from uh, Clone Wars animated I know.
1: show. I know. I just I need to I need to watch it. I think actually our fucking Disney Plus ran out, too. So I got to start paying for that shit again. But Yeah, I'll get on it. Catch up
0: because the, and try your best to avoid. I would, I would binge it as quick as you can because spoilers are already starting to come out. And, uh, last night's episode was phenomenal. Yeah, I know. Damn it. I need to get on it. So I think that's going to wrap it up for our episode 21 of the remote gaming podcast. It has been a pleasure to bring this to you guys. We're going to try our best to, to bring these to you as, as quickly as we can. Please bear with us. Um, I'm fixing to start taking college courses uh, heavily again. Kevin is working and it is, it is difficult to do this in the time fashion that we want to please bear with us. Um, But with that being said, um, I did want to kind of discuss something with Kevin real quick on air. Um, You know, we we've done 21 of these episodes. We enjoy doing this. We love video games. Um, Me and Kevin don't get to play as much as we'd like to. And especially now since he's on PS five and I'm on series X, we really haven't played at all. Uh, And that's kind of, you know, that's how we met. That's how we became friends in gaming. And uh, this podcast is a way for us to still keep in touch and, and, and do things and, and keep our friendship going. But with that being said, next year is going to be a heavy, heavy load uh, on, I think both of our lives, personal lives. Um, Kevin, I think I would like to if you're listening um, uh, reach out to us, please get a hold yeah. of us and tell us that you enjoy this podcast um, we because we're only going to keep doing this if we are reaching an audience so please write to us remote gaming podcast at gmail.com. And tell us that what you like about the podcast. Tell us you don't want this thing to end, and uh, we, we will keep it going. I promise you, we will keep it going in some fashion. But if if the audience isn't there for it, um, you know, I I I, I don't want to say we're going to kill it, but it's definitely going to be put on the back burner, probably in some fashion. Yeah. And. I, it's just inevitable. It, it comes down to that We, you know, we, we like doing this as a hobby. It's fun for us. Um, but we also want to make content for people. And if, if this isn't something that you enjoy or if you have an outlet or podcast that you think is better, I'd like to hear about that too. So I could give it a listen and, and kind of, uh, let us know what we could do to make ours better. But uh, please, if you enjoy listening to this podcast and you want it to keep going, please write in, tell us remote gaming podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I am Joseph King. I am Kevin Corkum. And we will see you guys hopefully next week. We'd love to hear from you.